You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 81. And if you've been a little bit flat lately, then this episode's for you. It's all about how you can rediscover your mojo. So stay tuned. I'm Samantha Riley, and after being in business for 20 years, I took the leap of faith from a traditional bricks and mortar business into the online world and created a business based around my expertise. Now I have a life that gives me the freedom to work wherever I have an internet connection. I'm now obsessed with helping the unheard experts who are brilliant at what they do but feel like the world's best kept secret transform to influential thought leaders, all while creating a business which gives them the freedom to create their life by design. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Hello and welcome back to the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast. I'm your Thursday co-host, Tim Hyde from Winmore Clients. And as always, I am joined today by the effervescent Samantha Riley. Oh, wow. Hi, Tim. How are you going? I'm doing great. Thank you, Sam. How are you? I'm feeling very effervescent, actually. <laughs> well, like, well, last week you did dapper and I'm like, I wasn't really feeling very dapper, so I just had to sort of see if I could step it up this week. <laughs> You're looking dapper this week. I mean, look at that background. It's very impressive. I like this new background. Well, actually, it's not new, is it? It's your lovely no, it's new. It's just I'm just on a different computer in the office today <laughs> because I couldn't get the camera working online, but that's okay. We have those technology issues from time to time. We'll definitely um, pass on to your wife that I like her background more than yours. <laughs> I will indeed. I will indeed. Now, of course, today we are talking about how to rediscover your mojo. Absolutely. And the reason that we came up with this topic was because we're starting to head into the middle of the year. I've certainly had people reaching out to me, feeling very flat, feeling starting to get a bit tired. I know I've got a lot of calls booked in in the next couple of weeks with people that have reached out and just said, I'm just feeling a bit tired, a bit lost. And it's just, you know, I think at the 1st of January, there's a whole excitement. There's a new year. It's fresh. New year full of possibilities. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wow, where did that first half of the year go? And can start to feel a bit down on themselves because they're not where they thought they would be. Yeah, that's true. And I think, you know, the conversation we were having off air before we, we hit record on this episode was that it's something that affects you and I as yeah. well. And I know I'm feeling, have been feeling super flat lately. I've had so much going on. My, my wife has had a number of health issues in recently discovering that she's anaphylactic to nuts. And as a result, I've kind of felt like I've needed to step into the breach a little bit and shoulder a lot of the burden in our personal lives while she you know, gets that space and you know, to, to refocus on her health whilst still keeping the business going and, and, and pushing it forward. You know, I'm, now that that's kind of all done and dusted in many ways, she's, she's on top of it now. We've made the adjustments we needed to make to our lifestyle that I've, I feel like I'm feeling drained, like I've been carrying this really heavy weight for yeah. quite a while. And you know, I had a massage yesterday for the first time in ages after promising myself I would have one like good, every month. Good and, work, Tim Hyde. You know, <laughs> five months into the year, I finally got my first one. And uh, But yeah, I'm just feeling that really kind of this weight's been lifted on my shoulders, but I haven't yet rebounded and filled that space with this new vibrant energy mm. that I can have when I'm really passionate about something. Totally. And I think it's just, I just don't like winter and it's starting to get cold. And <laughs> <laughs> 
Leon and I were having a laugh the other night because we were talking about it. And I said, actually, I think maybe I'm a bear because I'm ready to hibernate for the winter. <laughs> we almost moved to Thailand in winter. And, and, uh, well, do you know, for years and years, you know, when I had my last business, we always went away for the winter. We were never home for winter. But last year we went away in winter too. But this year, sadly, we're not. This is the first year in a l- oh, 15 years that I've had to be in Australia for winter. Really? So maybe, yes. I had to be. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, <The> burden. <laughs> I, could, I could go to Bali if I wanted, but I can't take my husband with me. Like, if I had a violin, like, if I had a violin right now. <laughs> oh, come I would, on. I would, play, I would play you something that sounds incredibly horrible. <laughs> come on. It's about creating your life by design, right? It is. It's um, lucky for both of us that I do not have a violin. <laughs> Oh, stop it. Let's get into today's episode. Yeah, of course. So we're going to talk about rediscovering your mojo today, uh, which is something that I think everyone needs at certain times when we're having, we've gone through a period of adversity in business or our personal lives, and we need to kind of find that springboard to get back to where we know that we, we should be. And we've got six points today that we've, we've put together. And the first of those I really love, Sam, because this is spending time with the right people, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think that this covers off a couple of different types of the right people. So firstly, you know, thinking about who your inner circle are, who are the people that support you in business, who are the people that you have on speed dial, who are the people that you're spending time with and having your business conversations with, whether it's your online or offline, your business communities. You know, I know, Tim, you do a lot of networking, but really making sure that the people that you're spending time with in your business hours are helping you move move forward. But then there's a a second piece to this and it's the family and friends that don't have anything to do with your business. Now, I know what I'm about to say when I first said it to you before we went on air, you just (laughs) looked at me quite strange and then laughed. But a lot of people in business have this idea that if their family doesn't support them, that they need to like keep them at arm's length and just not see them. And I think that this is a really sad way of looking at things because we, we've only got one family. We've got friends that we may have known for a long time that have no idea about business. Don't hold them at arm's length, but don't talk about business with them because that's the bit that makes you go, oh my God, I wish I didn't talk to them or see them, but just don't discuss business with them. Yeah, it's one of those things, I guess, business people are, are the creators, as Steve Jobs has you know, famously quoted, you know, the, we are the crazy ones in business. And if you spend a lot of time around people who are not in business, they will look at you with that slight look that says, you're a little bit nuts, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, they just don't get what it is that we do. But that doesn't mean to say you can't have a different kind of relationship with them. Rowan is, is also famous for saying, you know, the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I think whether they're business people that you spend your time with or family or friends or whoever it is that you spend your time around, if you're spending time around people who are supportive and positive and kind of encourage you to take that next step, that next risk that, you know, and, and recognize and support you even when you do fail, that you're going to find yourself that your, your average, the average of you steps up accordingly. Yeah, you said that really well. Make sure that you're spending time with the right people and having the business conversations with the right people that are going to have you moving forward. Yeah, it's certainly one of the things I always encourage my members to do in our, in our networking group. And I know, Sam, you're coming along to one of them very soon is that when we invite potential members in to join our community, that I always say, look, you know, find someone who's playing that little bit bigger game than you. 
because if you fill the room with people who are playing that bigger game, A, you get mentored better, you're surrounding yourself with people who are playing that bigger game, but you also start to step up yourself. Yeah, well, not just from the perspective of you see what they're doing, but you're starting to have different conversations. You're hearing different questions. You're answering in different ways. You're seeing things from a different perspective. And I think that that's really important just in your own personal growth. Absolutely. Okay, number two, you've written down here, flow within the structure. I have written flow now, between Now, let's explain this one because this is not exactly obvious, is it? Well, it wasn't to you and I guess it probably isn't to anyone that's just listening to that. But I think a lot of people go into business because they want to do what they want when they want. They may have left jobs because they don't want to be caught in the nine to five. They don't want to be told when to go to the bathroom or they don't want to be told when to have their lunch. So they... <laughs> <laughs> you looked at me very strange then. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's like you're not one of those jobs that only allows you certain bathroom breaks. <laughs> there are some people that are in jobs there like are, that. There are those ones. <laughs> no. Particularly uh, ones. <laughs> exactly. That's right. So what happens is they leave that going to business and they have zero structure. And then what happens is they start to get lost, overwhelmed, don't know what they're doing. This is a a really dangerous place to be because with no structure at all, nothing gets done. So build a structure around your days, your weeks, your months, your years, so that there's some sort of structure there, but that does allow you to flow depending on how you're feeling at the time. We can't be 100% energetic, energized, motivated, inspired at all times. We're humans. We don't operate that way. So we need to allow ourselves the space to back off or have the space to be able to go a bit full throttle. But at least if the structure's there, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. We talked a little bit about this back in episode 71 and again last episode as well about making sure that you set your agenda for you, right? Both in time away from the business, but also how you want to run your perfect ideal day. What does that look like? Does it start with a meditation? Does it start with a walk? You know, does it start, dare I say it, does it start by emptying, you know, the urgent things out of your inbox? Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is for you. Whatever works for you, right? Yeah, set that structure. Just come back to it and say, you know, am am I doing my ideal perfect day? Well, for me, my structure has a lot of flow between 2 and 4 p.m. That is not when I do my best work. I am not creative. And in actual fact, most afternoons I don't work between 2 and 4. I don't work on Friday. I know you have Friday afternoon off. I generally like to have Friday off totally. And that structure is there that my calendar is blocked out at those times, but it doesn't mean that I have to have those times off. I can still flow. And if I feel really good and I've got things to do on Friday morning, then I will work. I used used to giggle to myself every time I worked with someone who said, oh, wouldn't it be awesome to have three-day weekends every week? And we go, oh, but you can. <laughs> if you really want to, you can. Well, it's this easy. You just do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, now, Beautiful. number three, accountability. Accountability. I'd love you to share, Tim, what does this mean to you and how do you use accountability for yourself and to move you forward in your business? Yeah, I think accountability is around, you know, we have this thing and a lot of the time we go into business, it's not just for ourselves, it's also for the people around us. Mm-hmm. We're creating that lifestyle for ourselves and our family and, and to be able to spend time with friends and stuff. And sort of having someone to sort of pull you back and kind of remind you that there is a reason you're doing something can be really important. Now, it could be a business coach, it could be a peer group, it could be a 
referral partner. Now I know you and I, every week when we got on a call together, Sam, we say, you know, what can I hold you accountable for this week? And the people we, who are close to us that we care about, we don't want to be disappointing them. I don't want to come back to you every week and say, yeah, you know that thing I promised that I was going to do myself? Haven't done it again, right? We get a little embarrassed about that. And we can use that to actually kind of re-motivate ourselves and reinvigorate ourselves on things we want to do. I can even give you a bit of a different twist on this because I've had accountability partners for over 10 years now. And I know you and I have worked together for a long time in this capacity. And I did have another accountability group. We worked together for like seven or eight years. And when you get to know someone really well, it's not just about saying, hey, why haven't you done that and feeling bad about yourself. A really good accountability partner and whether it's a coach or an accountability buddy, will say, actually, you haven't done that for three weeks and you said you were going to. What's going on? Let's yeah. have a discussion about what's happening. What's holding you back? Is it a fear? Is it, you know, what's going on in your life? Is it because you need to be introduced to someone to help you out with technology? It's not just going, why haven't you done it? It's about asking the right questions to help someone through a situation that is really holding them up. Yeah. Well, it comes back to that first thing. We're spending time, if we're spending time with the right people and not coming at that accountability question from a position of accusation, they're coming in from that accountability perspective with a position of, of genuine support and care. Yeah, totally. And say, what is it you need? You know, is this the right goal for you right now or do you need to put it down and actually focus on something else? And people are goal-driven. Yes. Right? Even if it's too big or too small, maybe we can bring rein that goal in or, or push that a little bit further. We can stretch ourselves a little bit further. Yeah, I, the pod that I was in, there was three of us and we had a saying, is it okay if I put the bowling ball on the table? And that meant that someone was having a really deep personal issue that they needed to chat about. We called it the cone of silence. The bowling ball went on the table in the cone of silence. But that helped so much having a pod of people that you could talk about. As business owners, it, it can be really challenging when you're going through personal issues, trying to keep your head above water. And just being there, not just from an accountability in goals, but accountability of what do you need from us? Taking that accountability idea just that little bit further, accountability and support. Yeah, oh, I like it. I love that. Accountability and support, so important. Nice. Which brings us of the support to number four, which is social media creates your reality. Okay, let's go into this one because what do you mean? Because <laughs> this is an interesting one because social media now takes up so much of our life. Yeah. Right? You know, if you look at your screen, if you even get one of those screen time reports on your phone, one seemed to have disappeared, which is kind of reassuring. Maybe I've, I've, clocked, <laughs> maybe I've sort of clocked it and it doesn't actually show me that many I hours. was just about to say, it's like you've burnt <laughs> it out. You've reached your 10,000. You've just done now. <laughs> you know, but it's so easy to, to rack up in an absurd amount of time on social media, and particularly when it's such an important part of our business strategy in terms of attracting new business into our world right now, that it can actually take up as you say, so much of our reality. Totally. Now, the first thing you've got to understand is that our newsfeed is a specific algorithm that is unique just to us. Ads are served up to us depending on what we search. Posts are served up to us depending on what we interact with. What this can do is really give you a very strange view of what the whole world looks like when it is only your newsfeed that's being delivered to you. And where I see this really messing with the heads of a lot of business owners is because they're interacting with posts that are specifically like their interest. All they're delivered up is the posts of that interest. And I see a lot of people looking sideways thinking, oh, that other business owner that's a competitor of mine, they're obviously smashing it. Oh, that person over there, they're earning more than me. Oh, that person over there, you know, they've just bought their brand new mansion. 
oh my goodness, I'm failing. So we've got to be really careful and understand that what we're seeing is our own personal reality. It is not the reality of everything out there. If that's happening, you might want to a either not pay attention to your social media so much or understand that you can click on different, you can go to different websites, for example, and have a new reality served up to you. Go search holidays in the Maldives or holidays in New York and start to notice how your your newsfeed changes or start interacting with different people's posts and see how that changes. Oh, funny cat memes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I know that I was speaking to a friend the other day and he's actually, there is actually apps or different ways that you can switch off your newsfeed so you don't see it. Um, so he and I had a very interesting conversation. I personally wouldn't use that for me because I do want to interact with the people that I'm connected with on social media. For me, it's an important engagement strategy to, uh, to create relationships. You know, work out what's for you. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's something you wouldn't want to do either, Tim. But for him, that worked. And it's all about working out what is right for you. There's a lot of self-assurance. And, and you know, I think as business owners, we all have that little devil on our shoulder that, that speaks to self-doubt and self mm-hmm. about whether, whether we are really as good at what we do as what we think we do. Mm-hmm. And I know everyone would have that, you know, even yeah. Dean Graciosi's and Tony Robbins of the world. Will of still course. Have that, you know, little, little sort of voice on their shoulder that says, oh, do you really deserve this success? Just recognising that everybody has it means you can immediately sort of flip it off and get on with what it is that you're at. In your world, you are the expert for your clients and you just have to be that little bit ahead of them to be able to sort of own that and you know, be confident that you know what you're talking about in your space. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I, I, you know, people listening to this, you know much more about what it is that you do that Sam, than, than Sam and I. Absolutely. Everyone has their own expertise. And if you want to see what someone else's reality looks like, look at your partner's newsfeed. It makes me giggle how different my Facebook looks than Leon's Facebook looks. Completely different. Yeah, mine's full of, mine's full of business posts. I mean, I very rarely look at my, my newsfeed unless I'm, I'm specifically looking for someone that I want to support or sort of engage with their posts. I very, very rarely look at it. But when I do, I, it happens to be, it's full of long-form marketing posts promoting some form of business training. Yeah. <laughs> Funny <laughs> about that. That's, that's <laughs> tends to be the stuff that I engage with. But if I, you're right. If I look at my wife's, it's full of cleaning tips or, you know, cute puppies <laughs> <laughs> or property stuff, right? So, yeah. yeah. you know, that's, that's how those algorithms work. Absolutely. And just understand that on Instagram and on Facebook, every four posts is going to be an ad. So what? I don't understand why people get so frustrated with that. Just flick past it and just know that that's, everyone's being served up that many ads. Here's the thing. Because we have these curated news feeds now that are specific to us, those ads are serving up things that you're probably going to be interested in. Although, let me just share, even though that Facebook <laughs> Controversy. Says, I know that apparently that it's not voice activated. I was chatting with my brother the other day about scuba diving because he's, he's a scuba dive instructor. And next thing I've got scuba diving ads in my news feed. Da, da, da. <laughs> Conspiracy. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. I'm sure you've actually gone to a website where you've clicked on a link that says scuba diving and what they've done is just retarget you through it. I don't like getting my hair wet. I can guarantee I did not click on anything to do with <laughs> The only time I like my hair wet is when I'm washing it. <laughs> All right. My dog used to be like that. She would always walk around puddles. <laughs> and what are you saying, Tim? <laughs> Precious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> All right, number five. 
I think this one's super important. This one's about embracing your core values. Absolutely. And for anyone that listens to this podcast, they would understand how important this is because it probably sounds like I bang on about it all the time, but it's because it is so important. Me embracing my core values truly changed my business. It's something that I wish I had have understood a lot earlier because our core values are what drives us. It's what drives our decisions. It's what drives us to go towards a goal. And if we're not aligned with them, we're going to self-sabotage. We're going to hold ourselves back. Life's going to feel like a grind rather than being happy and in flow and motivated and inspired. I think if you haven't doing this and you're living someone, you're going to wake up feeling like you're living someone else's life. Yeah. Rather than waking up feeling, you know, as you said, happy and energised and optimistic about what it is that it is. And I think it's, it's really an exercise that pretty much everybody should do at some point in their life. And the sooner the better is work out what's really important to you, what those core values are. And it might even be worth an episode, Sam, just actually going down into how do you sort of unpack what your core values are. Totally. Um, because it's actually- something that everyone should do to work out what's important to you. It is. I understand the importance so much that with my Black Diamond clients, we start every single intensive going back and doing work on core values in session one before we even go into the intensive because it just resets everyone going, this is what's important to me and now I know like what track I'm on for the next two days with everything that we're going to learn, I can make sure that it's in alignment with what's important to me. And my clients know what their core values are, but we do it every single intensive. Yeah, really good thing. And I think, you know, again, when you're aligned with your core values, whether they be happiness, challenge, motivation, family, family. integrity, honesty, fun, whatever it is, as soon as you sort of start to do those things and then you assess everything you're bringing in, against those core values, you find that right fit. For yeah. you. You'll find the people who share your values mm-hmm. and feel like you're part of your tribe and they will too. Absolutely. Because you attract like. Yeah, it makes a big difference, totally. Like I was often said, I know we've talked about this in, in some of our episodes about how to grow your team, but if you get again, you get those core values right, you'll attract the right people into your business as well. You'll Absolutely. Skill sets, right? And different ways of doing things, but if they're aligned to your values, they'll be a good fit. Totally. My assistant, Joel, he will reach out every morning. We'll usually have a bit of fun, a few laughs. I normally get a baby photo because they've got a little baby. He knows that's that, that's important to me. Just, just random baby photos? <laughs> no, no, no. A, a photo of his gorgeous son is beautiful. And that's how we start our day. It's, it's the way that, you know, it's, it's just a happy way to start the day. Yeah. I think it's just really important knowing what's important to other people as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'd seen you photos of my son, but he's not little and gorgeous anymore. He's, like, <laughs> he's already a head taller than you. <laughs> what, is he four? <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's 13. But I know he is. <laughs> I, there was a bit of a joke when I was a dance teacher that by the time my kids were in under 10, which is sort of like eight, eight nine-year-olds, they were always like, yeah, that's the year that we get taller than Miss Sam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now last but not least, okay, of course, is to have a plan before you begin. Absolutely. This is so important. And I think that this is what happens in the middle of the year. We start off the year with a plan and then we sort of get going and if we're not following our plan, all of a sudden before we know it, we're sort of veered off to the side and we don't know where we're heading. And there's a metaphor that I like to use and what I want you to do now is think about walking into an airport and walking up to the ticketing counter and saying to the person behind the counter, I'd like two tickets, please. 
What's the very first thing that the person behind the ticket counter is going to say? Me too. Exactly. Yet we go into our business sometimes not knowing where we're going and then getting disappointed when we don't get there. So mm. you can't get a ticket to get on a plane without knowing where you're going. They will not give you one. Not that I've tried it, but I'm pretty sure it won't work. <laughs> well, I think you can. You can get like mystery flights. <laughs> yeah. a mystery. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I'm not, I don't want to have a mystery business. Just, here's the thing though. Even on a mystery flight, you go to the airport and they're going to call you to a gate. You know where you're going to. <laughs> do you find out when you're at the gate or do you find out I when you're going to say yes, you know, it's, you know, QF1362 Brisbane. <laughs> Surely you know beforehand. So you can pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, Tim. Would you like to have a business that's like a mystery business where you don't know where you're going? Where oh, it, look, it, it'd be impossible to manage. And while it might be fun for shits and giggles, um, <laughs> right, it'd be impossible to sort of to, to work in and have any structure and, and, and surety about where it is you're going and what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Day to day. Think about things like what is the income that you want to be bringing in or the revenue, what are your revenue goals? What type of clients do you want to be working with? What type of programs or what services do you want to be delivering? What hours do you want to be working? What months do you want to take off and not be working? It's really important that you know all these things so that when you're making decisions around what's happening or how you're working your days that you know whether it's this is a decision that, you know, I have to make in this way or actually this is a decision I don't even need to make. That's not even appropriate. Like, mm. it doesn't matter. What do you do in your business to make sure that you're, you know, sticking to your, your, your plan? Because I know you do it well in advance of even the year starting. What do you do yep. each yep. month or week to make sure that you're on track? Yeah, so I start off with my year plan and you're right, we have that finalised by October. We usually start in about August and work out, for the next year, where do we want to be traveling to? That's actually what we work out first. Where do we want to be traveling to and in what months? And those months are blocked out. And then we start to look at the deliverables. What's, you know, when are our intensives? When are there maybe trips that we're going on to see our mentors or different people that we're working with? And then we put different break our year into quarters. What are we launching in what quarter so that we know what content we're creating? From there, we know what our weeks look like because everything's in 90-day blocks. On top of that, we run what we call the 30-day plan, where at the end of every month, we go through the KPIs that we've set for ourselves. And that might be things like revenue goals broken down into different programs, what we've been spending. It can be, you know, number of clients, number of people added to our CRM, quality of our clients or leads that are coming in. And we do that every single month so that we can reflect on what we've done in the month before and then project into the next month so we know where we're heading. And then if we're breaking it down into weekly goals, and I know we talked about in this, this in the last episode, but we time block. So everything's time blocked the week. I don't have my calendar open Monday or Friday to speak with people because on Monday it's all admin day and Friday is me day. I do three-day weekends. That's how we break it all down. I am very diligent in that and it's served no. us well. Yeah, I mean, the results speak for themselves, I think. And I, like, we do the same thing. And one of the things we do is actually meet with an accountability partner, which in this case is our accountant, where we actually... Well, that's do, an accountability partner and a half. You know, <laughs> partner, you know, we meet with our accountant to go through the same thing on a monthly basis. And then we sort of look at, you know, without being too judgmental of ourselves to think what happened in the last month, yep. it, it is. You can't go, oh, my God, and beat yourself up over things that you, goals you set that you didn't meet. You just didn't meet them for whatever reason. 
acknowledge that you didn't make them, work out why you didn't make them, and then adjust the plan accordingly. Now, yeah. it may have been that those goals were unrealistic, and that's okay, but don't beat yourself up about it. Just sort of reset. And I think it's important also to set personal goals in there as well, not just yes. business goals. Totally. What is it that you want to do? We wanted to go on three date nights, you know, yes. a date night a week. Did we do that? No. Why didn't we do that? Yeah. Stuff came up. Okay. No worries. Stuff came up. Let's try and reset that for next month. Totally. I really like that you've brought up the personal goals because that's something that we do as well. I know on a different episode, I mentioned that we generally like to go away every second weekend. And whilst we don't every single second weekend, most we do mm. because we just know that it's there. We know it's coming up and we can make that happen. Mm, absolutely. We'd love, of course, we'd love to hear how you discover or rediscover your mojo, what you do with your planning and what your values are. So if you've got any, any thoughts on that, don't be afraid to send them in. We'd love to hear what you're doing. To and of course, if this, if this episode has helped you to rediscover your mojo and yeah. has you back on track, we would definitely love to hear about that. Absolutely. Jump onto the website, samanthariley.global forward slash podcast. Uh, hit the submit button if you've got any questions or use the hashtag Ask Sam and Tim. And of course, Sam, what are you going to do? What's your big takeaway from today? Look, I think that it's just about resetting, that it doesn't matter how many times you do this in the year. If you feel like you need to reset 12 times, then do that. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. Just you know, recalibrate, make sure that your GPS is still on track. So it's, it's that big overarching message that stop, take a breath, allow, reflect, review, reset. I think for me, you know, one of the things you said about starting your intensive was by coming back and revisiting your core values. That's something that I think I should be doing. And certainly I'm going to be starting to put that into, you know, our planning processes actually saying, okay, look, what's, what's important for us? Are we, you know, are we delivering our core values, you know, with our business? And if we're not, one or other needs to change. Yeah, totally. Love it. If you like this episode, definitely share it out with your tribe. We would love that. Give it a like, give it a comment. Let us know how you're going. But next episode, Tim, I know, what are we talking about? We, we were talking about this before that you started and we're like, what are we going to talk about next week? And in, in planning one episode, I think we've come up with 12. I, I was going to say this. <laughs> I think just about the rest of the year's done. That's right. So we've actually, we've, uh, we've planned out um, a bit of a sort of, a, like a deconstructed funnel, if you will. And we're going to start up by talking about the 101 of social media, the how, the why, the what, the where, and the when that you should be thinking about social media in building your marketing funnel. Uh, and looking forward to drilling into that next week. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it too. It sounds very hipster, deconstructed. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, it's been an absolute pleasure hanging out with you here today. And for all our listeners, thanks for tuning in for another episode. Thanks, Sam. Great to see you again. And thanks for joining us. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. 
Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.